Hello there my friend and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat or go out for a nice walk in nature maybe. Enjoy. In this episode that will focus on Ayurveda, I want to make a crossover with my other field, psychology, because I want to talk about actually the feeling of shame and how it destroys. So hear me out, because it is not really that much a question of speaking about psychology and what shame is as it is how it plays out when it comes to our well-being, when it comes to our capacity to actually detect what is going on with us when things are not going well, and how that just disempowers us more and more. And this is where there's such a beauty in the Ayurvedic practice, in the yogic practice even, as a path of self-realization. All right. And the reason that I wanted to make this um, episode was because I wrote an article about it And I didn't even plan on turning this into something about Ayurveda, actually, as I started thinking about the article. So let me give you the background on where the article came from. So I made it, uh, I gave it the name, in my opinion, a bit sarcastic, actually. Stop gaslighting yourself to take the power back. And the reason I wanted to use that was because it's such a buzzword these days to speak about gaslighting. And gaslighting, I think, is really a silly way uh, of people who do not know anything about psychology to actually talk about lying. (laughs) Because really, that's what it is. It's lying. Okay? Gaslighting is lying. It's making believe not to mix up, of course, with the defense mechanism, highly unadapted one in many occasions that we call denial. Because denial, we are actually in the illusion that we are not lying. Okay, we're really lying so deeply that we're lying to ourselves when we're in denial. There, there's, there's, a, there's a blurriness in this because denial do have at some point, at one moment in our reflection, a crumb of truth behind it in the sense that we can access the truth behind it. Anyway, 
I was out running and like it often happens when I go for my runs, that's when I have my insights. I've spoken about this before. And this time it was very much the fact that I could feel how my body had changed from maybe a month ago, let's say, or whatever. I could feel the difference in my physical organism from one time to the next because I have the capacity to notice when my body feels a little bit heavier, for instance, or when it feels a little bit lighter. I also have the capacity to feel when I've been very consistent in my practice so that I feel physically strong in my muscles. I can feel that in other moments as well, of course, but when I'm running, I can really notice it. I notice it how I feel the lightness of the step, how fast I'm moving, and even just how I feel about the run. So, as you can then imagine, when I feel, for instance, a little bit heavier, when for whatever reasons I feel less in balance, um, I can notice that my body feels heavier to move, that I'm less comfortable in the run. I might also feel kind of like a an increase almost of the stress hormones because there can be more of an agitation because it's I'm, I'm struggling a little bit more. And as I was running, it reminded me, so this time it was the fact that I actually felt much better than I sometimes do. I felt lighter, I felt stronger. And it reminded me of all those years in my life when I've been struggling with my body image and also just actually my body shape. There have been ups and downs a lot in my life and especially Back in the days when, first of all, I did not have a very healthy life, it wasn't extremely unhealthy. It was probably what many people would seem as pretty normal, I guess. But I also was completely in the illusion that I had no control over how my body was looking and feeling. And so I was often really occupied with the fact that I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to look different. I wanted to feel different. But because we are living in a society as well, now this is, this is where it becomes a little bit tricky, so stay with me. We live in a society that is obsessed with looking perfect, right? Looking and feeling perfect. So there's a lot of this going on where... Everything around us is just reminding us of how we should be and what we should feel like and look like. And at the same time, there is this shaming of the body. So basically, and that is really what the gaslighting is, <laughs> in that case, if we should use that word. You see, we are also at the same time, and I've spoken about this in uh, other moments when I talk about um, body dysmorphia and women and the issues with body image, that we are being shamed if we're too occupied with it, as if we should just look and feel perfect and that should just come natural to us. And if we don't look and feel perfect, well, basically it's that there's something wrong with us, okay? And I think that for myself, if back when I was yo-yo-yoing up and down 
and I was not feeling good and I didn't understand why I couldn't feel good and look the way I wanted it to be. And people were telling me either of two things. It's no, that's not true. You look perfect. You are perfect. Or um, you're just being silly and that's just girly and stop being so uh, self-absorbed. If someone instead would have said, yes, you might actually have a little bit of too much uh, fat on your body because you are not actually developing your muscles um, ideally. And this is why the ratio between muscles and fat is not what you want it to be. And this is why you feel a certain way. And it feels as if you look a certain way as well. If someone would have said that and then said, but this is what you need to do in order to actually make that change. You're just out of balance. And all you need to do is follow these steps, the principle, for instance, of Ayurveda, and you will come back into balance again. Then I believe that I would probably have more easily come back into balance and felt better about myself faster and being less ashamed because I was deeply ashamed of who I was and what I looked like. And this is where the whole perverse idea behind this comes in. It is the same thing. Now I've been speaking only about me and my body image issues from the past or from my whole life, I guess. But it's exactly the same way with, for instance, our mood and being, well, clinically or not clinically, what we commonly call depressed, right? Or we're just, we're not feeling good, we're sad, we're unhappy, unhappiness in itself. Because we do exactly the same thing there. We are not supposed to be unhappy, we're supposed to feel happy. If we are too preoccupied with a feeling of not being happy, of feeling sad, depressed, whatever it might be, we are also very often being shamed for it in exactly the same way, in the sense that either we are self-absorbed and we should, you know, look at the starving children in Africa, for instance, even though that's not where that expression had been used before, but it's basically coming down to the same thing, right? Um, it's shaming people who are living in a context where there's no obvious reason that they should be unhappy into, you know, why are you then feeling unhappy? It's like when you ask someone um, why they're depressed or, you know, when someone is just constantly stressed and then they're asking, well, what stresses you? Actually, if we had the root cause, if we knew why we feel a certain way, then we probably wouldn't have it on a constant uh, kind of daily thing, right? So it's not helpful. It's actually passive aggressive, even I would want to say, to, you know, point that out to someone that way. And it also reminds me a little bit of that conversation I had another time about being supporting to someone or being supportive, being a support, or trying to improve, Right? It's a little bit the same thing. It's like, this is not constructive right now, what you're doing. <laughs> and it's not supporting me in my situation. What we need to realize is that we're all then living in this impossible reality where we are all supposed to be perfect. And if we're not perfect, 
we are either being narcissistic, is what they tell us, more or less, right? We're being self-absorbed and whatnot, not caring about the other people. Or um, we get the politically correct thrown into our faces. And whenever we lie, okay, so this is why I come back to the idea of gaslighting when I was said that word and the fact that we can talk about lying or we can talk also about denial, which is then not lying to others only, but to ourselves really. Because the reason we lie, we have to look at that. Why do we lie? We lie because it is the better option to the truth. So we could also say we lie because we are incapable of facing the truth, maybe even. So that means that when we're in a situation where we are not acknowledging what is going on with us, it is because we cannot face the truth. It is a question of being actually sick, but not acknowledging that we are sick being overweight or underweight, but not wanting to acknowledge the case, being unhappy, depressed, um, stressed, but not wanting to acknowledge that either. And the only reason that, from my perspective, that we really do this lying to ourselves in that moment is because we cannot stand the truth because we believe that the truth defines us and that that definition of us, which is not a perfect version of ourselves, then devalues us, basically says that we are not worthy or lovable or in comparison with anyone else at the same level as them. And that feeling state there that I was just describing is actually what we name shame, right? Shame is I am bad. There is something wrong with me. And so this is why shame is the underlying cause in my chat today on why we are not getting ourselves out of the imbalances that we are in And so that we feel disempowered because we do not even know why we feel bad, because we're not supposed to feel bad, because it's not good to feel bad. And so therefore, nothing changes. And we just perpetuate the state of imbalance, of unhappiness, of overweight, of sickness, of whatever you want to call it. And all of it is just because we are too scared to say, this is what's happening, and actually, I don't want it to be defined by it. When you look at someone who has been through something like this and come out on the other side, what you often notice is that they have a much more decomplexed perspective to the situation, which means that they can talk about how they were when they were in the state of imbalance without any problem, because actually they don't identify with that situation anymore, with that person or whatever you want to call it, with those labels. 
And the reason that we don't get out of it then is because we don't want to touch it. Whereas the person who's come out of it on the other side is then freed from the situation. It's just like not wanting to acknowledge your deepest fear. So you refuse to talk about it. But unfortunately, that also means that you are completely absorbed by it. Like people who are scared to death, <laughs> pun intended, of cancer or any other disease that kills us. Or people who are very, very worried about being left by the person um, they're sharing their life with. And the best way to free yourself from the control that that feeling state has over you or that possible outcome is to actually become familiar with it instead. Is to accept that those feelings exist inside of you, learn to befriend them, invite the ghosts in for tea like the Buddhist would say, or invite Mara in for tea, like the Buddha did. Basically, learn to decomplex yourself in the relation to shame. This is why I'm linking this to Ayurveda. You see, when you start applying the Ayurvedic practices, let's say you go and see someone like me who will speak to you about your constitution and maybe what you need to do to feel more balanced. Or you go to see an actual Ayurvedic doctor, someone who's far more um, competent than me because they've been doing studying this for many, many years. This person will be able to tell you that your natural constitution is this, but what you are experiencing today is not your natural constitution. It is imbalance this and the, in this and this and that. And the beauty in that is that they're telling you that you are not defined by the imbalances that you're experiencing, which makes it all of a sudden much easier to deal with. Just like when I was saying, if someone would have told me when I was 25, 26, 27, 28, and so on, that you're just out of balance because of the lifestyle that you're having, and if you could just do this and that instead and then change this and that, you will see that in quite short time, you will feel much better. And that is actually what you're supposed to be feeling. Each and one of us are actually perfect in their natural constitution. There is no interest in the universe to give birth, if you will, to any organism in kind of half full potential. Everything has its complete full potential. And then things happen, which means that we go a little bit out of balance, we're a little bit out of whack, and we can feel nicely, strongly that we are not our full potential. See, this is what you need to learn. When you feel yourself... I don't feel my full potential. It is because you are not in full potential. So stop lying to yourself. That's where the gaslighting comes in. Stop telling yourself, 
oh, I'm just being silly. I'm just being self-absorbed. Or stop telling yourself, it's fine. You're perfect even if you've got 15 kilos on top of what you should be. Because actually, deep down inside, you know there is a truth inside of you. Your true essence can feel that you don't feel good. If you are feeling as if the world has a gray filter when you look at it, and that nothing seems to stimulate you, that nothing excites you, stop telling yourself that you're just being silly or I can't find another word right now, that you're just, you know, that you're not being grateful. It's true, sure, you're not being grateful, but it's because you are out of balance. So you need to actually simply address what the root cause is. You are not defined by your symptoms. See, that's the thing. You are not defined by your symptoms. The lie, the global gaslighting that we should all be feeling perfect constantly is what perpetuates the state of imbalance that we are in. You're not defined by all of those things. So come back to what is true for you. We need to learn to trust our instincts. And when our instincts are telling us, I don't really feel 100%, I don't feel great, then that is a signal from our own personal inside, our wisdom, that we are out of balance. Stop putting the defin definition of how worthy you should feel in shame, basically. In other people's opinion about what you should acknowledge and not acknowledge. And instead, begin to look at you. This is empowering for you. It is also, yes, to take responsibility for where you are at today. That is 100% true. You have to take responsibility for what you look like today, what you feel like today, okay? That is 100% sure. But it doesn't mean that there is something inherently wrong with you. It just means that you are hiding behind your symptoms. So for instance, in when I work in my program, with people that program on Ayurveda and psychology that I've chosen to call Nourish, Balance, Thrive. The first thing that I do before we even start working together is that I speak for an hour with each and one of them um, individually in order to understand what's happening in their life right now and also in order to understand what their symptoms are so that we can begin to read into the root cause of those symptoms, really as a way not even to find, oh, here's the solution to your symptom, but to actually demystify the imbalances. There you go. If there's one thing that I wish for you, it is to disassociate what your symptoms are to your true nature so that you are not so possessed by the symptoms and that you can simply say, today, it looks like this. 
And now I'm putting together the steps, the routine, towards balancing them out so that I don't have to carry them in a backpack, but that I will instead feel my full potential, which means that I will feel good, I will feel beautiful, handsome, strong, clear-minded, because actually that is how we all are originally. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste.